Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, is this the beginning of the end for E3? Our thoughts on the crimes of Grindelwald and what are the best deals this Black Friday? All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the pop culture cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from pop culture cosmos and game source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows, but it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my good friend, he is the mystery shopper this Black Friday at Humanica Media. You gotta check out everything that's going on at Humanica Media today at humanicamedia.com, Humanica Media on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and so much more. It is my good friend, and he's ready to shop, let me tell you. It's Josh Peterson. What's going on, man? Thanksgiving week is here, and we're ready to go into action with our beloved holiday, which is not actually a holiday, but we like to call it our holiday because I think it is my favorite holiday if it was a holiday in Black Friday. It kind of is a holiday, though, because you do take a day off to go shopping. So, I mean, it's not the weirdest thing we've had a holiday for, you know? I still kind of feel kind of weird when Arbor Day comes around because, you know, we're supposed to be like kind of like arboring and, and you know, devoting well, it to a certain plant life and tree life and all that kind of stuff. So that one's kind of the one that sticks out in my mind when you talk about that. So if they can have an Arbor Day, you know what? They should have a Black Friday and we should go shopping just to remember it. Heck yeah. And you can now shop from your from your house on the computer. So there's that. But uh, let's let's jump into this here. Let's jump into it because it is our annual Black Friday episode where we talk great deals about Black Friday and everything going on with all the great deals that we think you should think of and you should look out for this Black Friday, this Thanksgiving, all the sales that are going on. We're going to talk about that and so much more on the back end of the episode. We also have Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. He is not only going to break down what went on this weekend in the NFL, but also we're going to take a little bit of a look ahead because some games are starting early because it's that time of the year. It is Thanksgiving, so we're going to preview some of those games. And of course, we're going to talk about Crimes of Grindelwald because I'm going to share my thoughts on the movie as well. But first, my friend, you actually broke the news. Well, you, I guess you, the, you're not the news entity that did break the news, but you did break the news to our listeners on our last episode of the PCC Multiverse. At the very end, when you got wind that Sony, unfortunately, is bowing out of E3 2019. 
Announcing that this early is very surprising, first off, but to me, it sends a signal to, and it should to everyone out there, that this is a larger story that's taking place. Why do you think, first off, that Sony is now bowing out, especially on the verge of introducing a PlayStation 5 of E3, which has had problems with several publishers and distributors and development houses in trying to get them to keep their displays, keep their showroom presence at E3. They've had issues over the recent years, and it seems like for the first time, a major entity in Sony bowing out sends a larger signal to everyone out there that E3 may no longer be the destination of choice to announce everything for the video game industry. Well, it's weird because even Nintendo Nintendo has kind of backed off E3 a lot in the past few years, but they still have some presence, right? They still have the tree houses and all that. Yeah, and they do their like a little mini press conference and you still go there and play the games and it's still cool. Sony, they haven't really clarified what this means. I mean, they're not obviously they're not going to have a press conference, but does this mean in general they won't have a Sony booth at E3? That hasn't really been talked about. But, you know, in the, in the bigger picture, it does make you wonder because one would say, yeah, they're going to save it for the PlayStation experience, but they canceled that this year. So what is Sony doing? What is their marketing plan? What's going on behind the scenes? This is a bad sign because I know a lot of people are saying they don't really have anything to announce. You know, they have their three or four big games coming out that are supposed to uh, you know, be released before quarter one of, of next year. But what is going on marketing wise, though? So you have Xbox had their big Xbox conference and they still do an E3 show and they're still at GamesCon and the various conferences all around the world. But Sony is kind of backing off altogether They're It's like they're they're disappearing from the press circuit. And, you know, the fanboys will always love them. But, you know, not even Nintendo has gone this rogue against the traditional media gatherings for their games. So I just I I don't know what to think at this point. I don't know what what they're doing, what their mindset is. I would hope they have a plan. But this, you know, this doesn't speak great things as far as because, you know, this is the year that the new consoles are supposed to be announced, allegedly. So this doesn't really speak great things about what is happening behind the scenes. But what what are your thoughts on it? What's your take? I think it speaks a lot larger about E3 because for many years, and still in my opinion, E3 is the definitive voice of video games for the entire year because of the fact that so much general media still clamors down there once a year and also reports not only for the investment purposes and what Wall Street and and also the general news media at large all descend upon E3 and all take in the news and the announcements from there because it's that for the most part in the past that centralized hub of video game information that gets announced now it seems like everybody wants to beat each other to the punch with announcements and trailers coming weeks before E3 and it just seems like little by little E3 is becoming less and less important in the video game marketplace which to me is very sad for someone like you who has been to E3 now on multiple occasions, to me, it's a shame that the video game industry doesn't support E3 as much as they used to or as much as they did in the past because there's so many other options out there. Paris Games Week, the PAX shows, Tokyo Game Show. There's so many cons, so many conventions, so many places that they can go ahead and announce it or come up with something else of their own, like PlayStation Experience. Obviously, we saw Microsoft XO18 just recently 
And Nintendo obviously has its presentations throughout the year. So many other ways now that these entities want to get out their information because it is the place where it does reach consumers, the media, the investors, the loudest is at E3, but they're skewing it for whatever reasons. And I think part of it, just basic perception, E3 has made it harder and more difficult for these publishers, for these distribution houses to go ahead and show their wares off at E3, whether it's rising costs, whether it's space issues, whether it's some type of negative feedback they're giving off. I believe it starts with E3 themselves. You know, in the recent past, they've changed their structure to a more of a public convention and now have made it less and less private for the media and industry specialists only. They're now ahead and charging people that the regular consumers out there to go ahead and come in. What was 10,000, 15,000? Now it's 20,000, I believe, that they're going ahead and, and even more so for 2019. And you're right, tickets aren't cheap for E3 either. So it's all about the cashola. It's all about the dinero. It's all about making the dollars for E3. And at this point in time, it seems like they're getting away from what made them so successful in the first place. And that was where it, E3 was a must to be at if you were a publisher, a distributor, or a development house that has a game or games that you want to show off. That mindset is now changing, not only because of all the other conventions and cons and tentpole events that you can go ahead and create or go to or attend during the course of the year. They, I think, are the ones to start looking the at, and pointing the finger to you if you really want to go ahead and understand why Sony's backing out, sure, Sony may not have as much to go ahead and offer to consumers this time around if they're not ready to show off the PlayStation 5 just yet in June. But to me, it still speaks volumes about how E3 is handling their own convention and the future going forward. And I think there's going to be some tenuous times if Sony doesn't go back there for a second year in a row that will really tell me that there is really a problem with the way E3 is managing its experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't think about it from that aspect before. I don't. Do you think it's just um, an issue of E3 wanting more money and that's why they're letting the public in? Or do you think it's the uh, building itself, like Los Angeles? Can well, they were using the sports arena for their announcement for, in the past. I know Microsoft uses the Galen Center, which is right next to the University of Southern California. So to me, it's not a cost issue with Sony wanting to fit the bill. Maybe it's just a, a cost to what they get out of it type scenario. And if, if I think you're right, maybe they're not going to go ahead and promote as much or they're not ready to promote as much. And that signals a sense that maybe PlayStation 5 is not going to be announced till later in the year at the earliest. But still, I think for their presence, they should be there at E3. And if they're not there in 2020, that tells me with a definite certainty that E3 is not doing enough to attract them, to get them to want to stay there going forward each and every year. 2019, they could go ahead and say all the excuses that they want, and they could say that, hey, we don't have enough to show the, the consumers out there to make it worth our while. But if they're not there in 2020, I really think that points the finger at E3. Yeah, but it also, you know, Sony is not video games. You know, they're not the only people out there because Nintendo's the more frugal of the three bigs, you know, and if they haven't yet backed off of E3 completely and Microsoft, too, 
it makes me wonder if the issue actually is cost or if Sony's trying to, uh, you know, do one more thing in a long history of things that they've done to separate themselves and try to make themselves seem superior in a way. Well, I'll give you another example of, of why I'm putting up a question mark and a, and a red flag to all this is that the day they announced that they're not going to be at E3, which was the five-year anniversary of the PlayStation 4, I also got an email with an announcement about their CES 2019 press conference. On the same day that they announced they're not going to be at E3, they announced that they're going to be there in spades with their own section and their own press conference at CES 2019. So you tell me, man, does that sing you a little bit of a signal there of concern? Wouldn't they have that same type of mindset when it comes to CES as well? I feel like E3, though, is more important than CES because CES is is big for technology, but it's never really been known for video games. So that's kind of weird. And like, I mean, and good for them. I love that idea. And I would love to see Sony and, you know, Microsoft even out at Comic-Con, kind of like what Square Enix does. But yeah, it's just kind of odd. So maybe they're looking to do different rounds on the con circuit. I don't know. Maybe there's a strategy in place here, but it just doesn't really make sense to me at the moment. Nor to me as well. But I tell you what, if they do not go for a second year in a row in 2020 at E3 2020, then that sends me a definite signal that something is wrong with the way that E3 is handling and managing its experience. And that tells me that the days of E3 being the preeminent convention and meeting place an announcement area and tentpole for video games may not be very much longer. What are your thoughts out there on Sony skipping out on E3 2019? Are you hot under the collar about it? Do you respect their decision in doing so? Is this a bigger sign that they're going to have more announcements later in the year with, with a possible PlayStation 5 and more great games later in the year at one of their own gigs or another convention later in the year? Or does this send a signal that E3 themselves is to blame on the way that they're going ahead and courting their biggest and most active of publishers? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Manica Media, and GameSource on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So anyway, man, I think there's a little bit of a sign there. E3 might be ticking a few people off. And if they tick the wrong people off enough times, they can find themselves on the short end of the stick at some point very soon. I, I agree. But, you know, again, Sony is not video games. I think we'll see an issue starting to form when Nintendo and Microsoft start backing off a little bit. Exactly. And, and they all like to do their own thing, too. So you never know what's coming up. It's, it's just a shame because E3 for so many years to me and to you and to everyone out there was the pinnacle of what video games are all about. I got a chance this weekend to check out Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, a movie which did okay, but slightly underperforming this weekend domestically at the box office, garnering around 62 to $63 million. But it did very, very well overseas, and it's garnered, at this point, just a little bit over the expected $250 million first weekend worldwide take. So it looks like from this point forward, with diminishing returns expected in the domestic market, that, that the movie will be dependent on overseas action to get 
a nice return on its investment and to see the continuing Fantastic Beast story progress over the course of the expected five movie span. Minor spoilers ahead. So here it comes. My thoughts on Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I will tell you as a movie, it was very disappointing. It was not anywhere near as good as the first one. It takes place mostly in France with Grindelwald escaping his imprisonment at the beginning of the movie. Johnny Depp is not the worst part of this movie, not by a long shot. He does play a subdued version of his alter ego from the Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow. But him trying to go ahead and convince those to join his side is not the worst thing in this movie, not by a long shot. Unfortunately, the actual relationships that were built and were actually very good to watch when it comes to what we saw in the first original Fantastic Beast movie was kind of disappointing because most of these relationships in the second movie were not allowed to flourish. The first two thirds of the movie was a lot of setup that really didn't have much in the way of a payoff, any type of any real interest or in fact i noticed a lot of people in the theater that i was at kind of losing focus and going off and not paying much attention to what's going on the screen i know for other hardcore harry potter fans they were looking for little nuggets little tidbits little easter eggs in the film and saying hey there's this from that movie and there's that from that movie more so than they were focused on actually what was going on in the film itself. For a movie of its high caliber, high production costs and whatnot, it did have an atrocious amount of poor editing where characters were just on screen one second and off in the next as far as out of the scene entirely. And it wasn't because they poofed themselves magically or anything like that. It was just, they were just completely cut out. Some of the individuals there that were making decisions on what alliances they should have within the film, there were, in some cases, some reasons not given or some unestablished connections that, unfortunately, did not do their characters or the movie any service at all. So, unfortunately, The Crimes of Grindelwald, for me, was kind of a letdown. I didn't rate it very highly at all. If you want to see my extended thoughts on Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, you can check it out today on our popculturecosmos.com site and later on in the week at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. Coming up next, we've got Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. He is going to break down what went on in week 11 in the NFL. Plus, he's going to talk about some of the games coming up early because Thanksgiving is just around the corner and he's going to be talking about some of those Turkey Day games as well. And then on the back half, oh yes, it is Black Friday. It is our Black Friday episode and we're going to be talking about a lot of great Black Friday deals. Yes, yes, yes. Get my hands on them because we are talking Black Friday, what deals we think you should go for. And I'll tell you what, something that you definitely don't want to miss. It's coming up on our back end of the show. This is the pop culture cosmos looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game then check out biter brace high performance gamer wristbands packed with the power of fruit seed oil biter brace is clinically proven to help improve performance 
giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. And we're back with the show and back with the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. Thank you so much for sticking around and enjoying the show. But it wouldn't be a fantasy football segment without our fantasy football guru. I didn't want to say fantasy football turkey. That would be bad. <laughs> exactly. He is the man behind the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast and also the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast group. If you want to check out our weekly episodes, they hit the Pop Culture Cosmos channel each and every Wednesday on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and over 30 different podcast outlets. Or if you have a question directly or just like to interact with over 200 other fantasy football fans out there, just head on over to Facebook and go to the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast group. You sign right up. You ask those questions about trades, waiver wire pickups lineup changes, whatever you want when it concerns fantasy football. And there's no one better to talk fantasy football than my good friend. It is Tyler Baker. What's going on, man? Week 11, unfortunately, did not start off on the great note for Redskins fans. Oh, man, it was it was rough. 33 years to the day of Joe Theismann breaking his leg and ending his career. Alex Smith suffers a gruesome lower leg injury. Thankfully, sports medicine has gotten a lot better. I would expect Alex Smith to come back, but it was a double fracture, tibula, fibula. So he is certainly out for the season. But that opens the door for Colt McCoy to come in. Colt McCoy is a little spark plug and wouldn't you know next week they face dallas on thanksgiving day colt mccoy being from texas and of course colt mccoy came in for the redskins to start and beat the cowboys so i think the redskins were a little bit of a mirage but they're going to keep on plugging and for fantasy purposes if you had alex smith in your starting lineup you probably your season was probably already over because even though he is a low interception individual, his yards, his yeah. is also his number of touchdowns that he does get. He doesn't get that high number of touchdowns. He is a low interception type guy. And if you're just playing it safe, that would be the only reason to have him on your roster. But Colt McCoy, that might be a different story because I think he's a little bit more, how should I say, Brett Favre-like as far sure. as him going ahead and slinging the ball a lot more often than Alex Smith. Yeah, if you're in a two-quarterback league or a super flex league where you can play a quarterback, maybe you had Alex Smith. But Colt McCoy, I think you can expect a little bit more on the ground. He'll probably take off running a little bit more. He does really well with bootlegs, and they're probably going to run a lot more of that. You can expect more turnovers from Colt McCoy, but honestly, you can probably expect more fantasy points from Colt McCoy because the way this offense had been operating for most of the season is 
give Adrian Peterson the ball, play good defense, and win that turnover differential. That's what they were not able to do. Uncharacteristically, Alex Smith threw a couple of picks, so the turnover ratio wasn't there. The way the Redskins win is by generating turnovers, not turning the ball over, and running the ball with Adrian Peterson. That formula is going to be disrupted. Now, the Redskins' defense is still going to play really well. And the offense, honestly, it could be better (laughs) moving forward, at least from a fantasy perspective. So, you know, if you're in one of those two-quarterback or super flex league, Colt McCoy, it's worth a pickup. But there was also another soap opera going on in the Meadowlands, actually, in New York. So it's as the Buccaneer turns, because once once again, we had a situation. Once again. Yes, where the Fitzmagic, <laughs> just like the Crimes of Grindelwald did this weekend, the Fitzmagic spun out. Yeah, it did. And he finally got benched after after throwing a pretty bad interception to in, in triple coverage. Yeah, Fitzmagic is benched again. Who knows if that'll last? Something you have to think about in Tampa Bay is Jameis Winston's fifth-year option is guaranteed if he's hurt. So I I was still a little surprised to see Tampa Bay put him in. I don't think he's going to be their quarterback of the future. I would expect him to be done after this season. But if they keep playing him and he gets hurt, then they're going to have to pay him for next year whether they keep him or not. So there still could be some back and forth. I would not consider this benching to be the last. My friend, I know we've got a lot still to talk about when it comes to the NFL this weekend, but I want to shift ahead instead and move on over to this week's games as far as Thanksgiving, because you know Thanksgiving gives us a couple extra games that we normally don't get on a Thursday. So I know there's a lot to talk about there. When you're looking at those games that are coming up on Thursday, Dallas always plays, and Detroit always plays on Thanksgiving. That seems to always be a natural. And this time you have Chicago going into Detroit, Uh and you have your Washington Redskins with Colt McCoy now going into Dallas and Atlanta going into New Orleans, just coming off that high that was that roasting of Philadelphia. Your thoughts on what to target on those short weeks, especially the fact because there's not one, not two, but three games there with a lot of fantasy football players involved that people just can't go off of because of bye weeks, but also because there might be some concerns with the short week for some of those teams as well. Yeah, this Thanksgiving is going to give us a lot of good divisional matchups. Let's start with the noon game. Chicago going into Detroit. Chicago showing just how good that defense is. And Mitchell Trubisky might not be the best quarterback, but he is putting up really good fantasy points. He's doing some good things on the ground. He's got some wheels for sure. And Detroit, who was really kind of floundering this season, kind of has a surprise win over Carolina. A little bit of a surprise at the end of the game. Carolina, instead of kicking the point after and tying it up and sending it into overtime, they took a gamble and went for the two-point conversion, giving Detroit the win. But hey, a win's a win. So Detroit, coming off of a win, is going to be hosting the division leader in Chicago. Detroit probably not having playoff hopes at this point, but Chicago certainly is. But we've also seen kind of a a change of the guard there, wide receiver in Detroit, and Kenny Galladay certainly looks like the guy there. So as far as who you're going to play in that game, I think it's Kenny Galladay, 
maybe carry on Johnson in the flex if you're super desperate, but that Chicago defense is for real. And this Detroit team is just not that good. And then you know who the players are in Chicago and you really just kind of have to check your lineup to see who you want to play from that game. And then playing at four o'clock, the skins go to Dallas. And like you said, Colt McCoy will be leading them in that game. It is a bit of a homecoming for Colt McCoy being from Texas. So it'll be interesting to see how Washington is going to deal with life after Alex Smith. I would expect Jordan Reed to continue his emergence. He was kind of lost in the mix uh, for most of the season. Alex Smith having that longtime connection with Vernon Davis. I would expect the focus of the offense to go back to Jordan Reed. We also saw Trey Quinn, which is going to be an important piece of this offense, at least until Jamison Crowder comes back. Quinn was the Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft, plays the slot really well. So as long as Jamison Crowder is going to be out, Quinn is going to be getting some looks. And then the night game on Thanksgiving, Atlanta going into New Orleans. And like you said, New Orleans just playing really, really well. Atlanta, all of those weapons, but they're going to have a difficult time keeping up with New Orleans. Now, this is a divisional matchup. And anytime you have a divisional matchup, pretty much anything can happen. And that's a great thing about this Thanksgiving is there's going to be three really good divisional matchups. So sit back Enjoy turkey, enjoy time with your family, and enjoy some good football. I'll tell you what, it's been a great weekend in the NFL. I'm looking forward to getting some turkey, some turkey day yeah. games, and, and everything. All that gets just the bread and the corn and all that good stuff, the pies mm-hmm. and all that great stuff that everybody eats on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Gathering around the, the good old couch and, and family and friends and checking out the games starting this Thanksgiving. Just so great to have you talking fantasy football so that everybody can go ahead and relax, sit down, and watch the mm-hmm. games, and enjoy them for what they are. Until they have to go out and head to the department stores and <laughs> check that out for Black Friday shopping, which we're going to talk about coming up on our back end of the show. Thanks so much, my friend, and thanks for being a part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion-dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. If you ever need a resource on where to find our show, because we're being played seven days a week on over 15 different radio stations and are also on over 30 different podcast networks, just go to Facebook, just check out Pop Culture Cosmos, and you'll see a listing of all of our radio stations, what time they're being played on, where they're being played on, and also as well, you'll see many of those 30 different podcast networks. My friend, You've got a great thing going on with Humanica Media. I know you guys are going to be on a little bit of a hiatus coming up for Thanksgiving, but what's the latest and greatest that you did post when it comes to Humanica Media? Travis Carrero rejoined us, the host of the What About This podcast, or one of the hosts, and we uh, dove into some religious topics that we've always kind of strayed away from on Topic Ocalypse because that's a big bag of cats that always angers people. So uh, we 
actually dove into that one and it's pretty good so that's how you can check it out and it's, it's had to be divided into two parts so part two will be up next week sometime but yes we will be taking a break for thanksgiving but there will be a black friday episode not as in-depth as what we're going to go into, but we do talk about some of the sales that we're interested in. So that will be up probably uh, Tuesday night, I want to say. So uh, keep on the lookout. Then check out also as well, every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Podcast Radio Network, you'll get a chance to listen to the latest Topic Topicocalypse there as well. My friend, Black Friday, our favorite holiday is coming, my friend. And I'll tell you what, it's just around the corner And, you know, each and every year, we got to talk about it. You're actually going to even see an article on our popculturecosmos.com website. I'm going to go ahead and post our top 20 thoughts on the best deals that are out there in a written form, just in case you need kind of like a reference to go to. And you can't always hear our podcast and those screaming crowds that are out there and fighting over whatever packages and whatever whatever devices and whatever everything that they're doing over there on Black Friday. So if you need a written reference on what the best deals are out, we're going to provide one for you by then at popculturecosmos.com. You got to check it out. But if you want to hear what we're thinking right now on the, some of the best deals that we're targeting and that we think you should also look into as well, Josh, I'm going to have you start off. Where do you want to go first? Because this is a free-flowing thing when it comes to Black Friday. There's a lot to talk about, and I know there's a lot of great deals to look into. I'm going to Walmart here first. I got my ad open here. I want to talk about movies first because they got some good ones. I'm not going to talk about DVDs because we're living in the Stone Age. Yeah, we're going here. So we got for $4, there's Spider-Man Homecoming. There's also, you can get Angry Birds and Home Alone and Hotel Transylvania, Goosebumps. If you want to go six dollars you can get rampage you can get greatest showman you can get pacific rim 50 shades freed and justice league also john wick 2 for six dollars if you're looking to you know spend eight dollars you can get the latest jurassic world you can get deadpool 2 you can get hotel transylvania 2 as the prices go up you got nine dollars for ready player one you got a quiet place and a few uh 4k blu-rays and then obviously with ten dollars you get the uh bigger value packs and getting uh, show seasons and all that. You looking to score any movies on this this upcoming Black Friday, Gerald? Well, I wasn't originally, but then I saw the Best Buy ad that showed off what you were talking about with Blu-ray and digitals. Like, for instance, Marvel's Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2. Those are as low as $6.99 at Best Buy when it comes to the Blu-ray along with a digital download. So that's something I'm very interested in. Plus Target, Walmart, if you can't get it at Best Buy, you're going to be able to get it at one of those outlets and match the prices because you got to check with Target, got to check with Walmart, and you got to check with Best Buy because they are all willing to match each other's prices on the same exact products. So, for instance, you're at Best Buy and you see something at Walmart that you know Best Buy sells, just got to go up and ask a manager and tell them, hey, you guys are supposed to guarantee the match prices, match prices on this. And most of them will also match prices to Amazon as well. I didn't know that until recently when I went into Target to get a uh, price match on Skyrim on Switch. And that's how I got it for, I think I, I got it for like 30 bucks because Amazon was having a sale on it and Target had to match it. Let's say I'm going to shop mainly at Walmart. And I only need a couple of extra games at a Target or Best Buy. 
I will go to the manager on duty at Walmart or whoever it is that I can go ahead and get an authorization on it, show them the ad, and they will go ahead and match it. They always have for us uh, in the past because they do have that price matching policy. Best Buy is up very upfront about it. During those available time ranges, they will go ahead and do that as well. And you, like you said, Target's going to do the same thing, even to an extent Amazon, although you know, trying to reach out to Amazon on that would be kind of crazy to do. So Amazon is probably going to have those lowest prices matched already anyways, because they'll just pop it up right there on the computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Walmart's gaming actually has a lot of good deals. And it's cool because this is the first year that you're seeing Nintendo Switch games on sale. And they're not just on sale. They're like pretty steep discounts on a lot of this stuff. So if you're in the market, like there's a lot of regularly priced $60 games that are $35 or cheaper. Um, you know, a big one I'm looking at here is uh, uh, Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Like I've, I've played that before. You know, I played it back when it originally came out. Wouldn't pay $60 for it, but for $35, it might be more enticed. Same thing with Kirby. For some reason, Skyrim has always stayed at $60 on the Switch, but it's also $35 at Walmart. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2 will probably never almost, it'll be at least a year before that has a price cut. So if you're in the market for a decent Switch RPG, that's definitely something you want to pick up. You know, as for the uh, the other console games, I have Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, Forza, and uh, Sea of Thieves are on the Xbox Games Pass. But if you don't have those, those are also $35. Any of those pique your interest at all? Well, Skyrim does, but I would rather rebuy it at maybe $15. I know it will be available, I believe, at Target or Walmart for as low as $15 for the PS4 or Xbox One versions. Uh, I mean, you are going to be paying more because of the portability with Switch. And But I'm concerned, though, when, you, when it comes to Skyrim on the Switch, there's going to be even more bugs based off of what the processor can do and all that when it comes to a Bethesda game. So that kind of concerns me. Yes, crazy bugs. You know, I love the idea of playing it on the go, but you know how I am with video games. Like I got some mad OCD when it comes to doing my side quest and I uh, did 10 side quests in that game, was only able to complete six of them because they were all glitching. The NPCs would die or they wouldn't show up or a dragon would come by and eat them. Like it just was not working the way that it should, the way that it worked on like Xbox, you know, with the remastered edition. It's cool they give you all the extra content, all the add-ons and all that, but it's just not very well polished. And I think that they should have done a little more work on it. I agree with you on that. But then again, this is Bethesda, and they just put that stuff out there, and they put Skyrim out on pretty much every type of format because they're making the cashola on that. And that doesn't surprise me a bit. But getting back to the Black Friday deals when it comes to gaming, did you hear that there are other Bethesda games like Wolfenstein 2 as low as $15 over the Black Friday season? Yeah, I did. You know, and it's interesting. Is that, is that a Target or Walmart? It's not at Walmart because I'm looking at the, the paper here. I'm, I'm thinking it's Target, but it's interesting because those are games that wouldn't be on sale normally. But now that they're up on Games Pass, like they got to do something to ship these physical copies. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of that going on sale at the moment but good you know they're fun games they're great games sky as far as like skyrim and wolfenstein and even evil within is i think was 15 bucks at target so good for them and they're definitely games worth picking up you're looking for something to pass the time or something to add to your back catalog if you got a break in all the the big seasonal games out there those are definitely ones you want to pick up 
I agree with you on that. And there's a lot of other great things that are out there on Black Friday. If you're looking at TVs for a 40-inch and higher, are going to be starting at $99. I know Walmart is pushing a $99 television. That's 40-inch. In fact, Target is doing a 32-inch at $79.99. So the prices are really getting cheap, really going low on those type of 1080s. If you're interested in 4K televisions, I've seen a 55 at Target, 55-inch television going as low as $199.99 and a 65-inch television, Roku Smart Television at $398. That's going to be available at Walmart for their Black Friday, which begins on Thursday. I love how they do that. Black Friday available on Thursday at 6 p.m. So it's available on the 22nd of November at 6 p.m. So you got to check that out. The doors are going to open on Thursday at Target at 5 p.m. for a $199.99 television, 55-inch smart TV, 4K Ultra HD. So those are some great prices. The other thing I want to talk about when it comes to TV, if you're, it's not just about lower-end, lower-priced TVs that may or may not be able to get you the quality that you're looking for. If you're wanting to go ahead and spend a little bit more money or even more than that, there are some tremendous three, five, seven hundred dollars savings all around with some of the major players in Best Buy, Target, and Walmart, and even more when it comes to big 50, 60, 70, and 80 inch televisions because Samsung, Vizio, LG, Toshiba. Major names in this industry when it comes to television, they're all dropping their prices dramatically. So if you're looking at a little bit higher quality, higher resolution, higher rated television, whether you're looking for HDR, high dynamic range on it, or what have you, if you're looking for a little bit higher end features from your television, you can find some really great deals at up to seven, $800 off all over the place. In fact, just check out Best Buy. They've got some great ones from Samsung. Also, you want to take a look at Walmart. I've seen up to 82-inch Samsung televisions offered there at a huge and steep discount and so much more. I know, like I said before, when I was talking to my friend about all the great deals that are out there, if you're really looking at getting a quality TV, it's not just the time to get a low-end TV if you want as a second TV or a computer monitor or what have you. It's also time to go ahead and get a new main TV out there because prices aren't lower than at any point in time, including just before right around the Super Bowl than it is right now on Black Friday. Yeah, and what's cool about this is that having worked at Best Buy, I can officially tell you this, that there are TVs designed to go on sale specifically on Black Friday, and then they stop making them afterwards. So Yeah, they got specific models. Yeah, that's pretty much consistent throughout so I know people that are checking out there for model numbers for previous reviews and whatnot, they're kind of puzzled as to what they might be. In most cases, there's usually a similar model number that they can reference, which should have most of the features as the one that they're selling for Black Friday exclusively. And you're right, those are specific model numbers for it. But still, for the most part, you know, you can get a good idea of what that the product is going to be about. And and what the product's going to be like, because there's usually a similar reference point for those televisions, even though there are specific models, like you mentioned, that are made only for the Black Friday holiday. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? 
Get ready for Box Art, a gaming docuseries from Pyre Productions and Rob McCallum Films. If you love video games, chances are there's a box cover or cover image that you love and has stuck with you for decades. In our series, Box Art, we travel across North America to visit with the unknown illustrators and artists responsible for creating the most iconic gaming images of all time. What was once scheduled to be a 90-minute documentary is now a six-episode season packed with unbelievable tales that paint a picture of the gaming industry you've never imagined. Just one of the many pop culture projects from Rob McCallum, Empire Productions. Any other ideas that when it concerns Black Friday? Because there's a lot of great things going on sale. And I've got some great ideas to talk about, but man, your turn to go, go ahead, man. What are the deals you're looking after this Black Friday season? Honestly, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Like I love Black Friday, but it's not something that I, when I get things that I'm dying to, to, to have, to watch, to play, because I, you know, I'm a grown up. I just kind of go out and buy things when they come out when I want to play with them. But if there's one thing that I am looking at getting for sure, I want to get Crash Bandicoot on the Switch so bad. And now that it's $25, like I can totally justify going out and paying that money for it. But yeah, there are some good deals on TVs. If I were in the market for something, it would be a 4K Blu-ray player. There are some decent deals out there at Best Buy and Walmart for those. I know usually there's more on sale than what shows up in the paper, so I'm excited to to kind of see like the full list of things that that are out there. The Xbox One X has the 4K player on it. The Xbox One S I don't think has. No, it does. Does it? It does. Does play 4K Blu-ray, my friend, and stream in 4K. Does it? I did not. I, I don't know why I was unaware of that. That makes it one of the best deals in gaming, as I've always said. Yeah, because I don't think the PS4 Pro, that streams 4K or does 4K. No. I don't think that does. Amazingly, that does not. So, uh, yeah, definitely a great deal. And those consoles are on sale. Every uh, what, what are they? I think it's like $299 um, or cheaper, right? Is Well, first of all, PlayStation Pro, I believe, is up to $70 off from what I'm seeing. Then Xbox One X and Xbox One S are up to $100 off with several entities offering the Xbox One X at $399, which is $100 off. And then you have the $199 bundles, which I've always talked about, that are of big importance to people that need an extra or getting their first PlayStation 4 or Xbox One S. Right now, if you need a quality Blu-ray player, I would get the Xbox One S at $199. The Minecraft Creators Bundle is the one that they're pitching to pretty much every major retailer out there is is carrying a 199 Xbox One S Minecraft Creators Bundle, which is pretty good. And like I said, I would be getting it more for the player itself, the fact that it streams 4K and plays 4K Blu-ray. But I really, really excited about what's coming out for the Black Friday holiday season because I think PlayStation 4 is going to get a lot of play because at $199, they're offering Spider-Man with the PlayStation 4. And you know, that's a recent game that came out to great reviews and bundling that so soon in the life cycle in a 199 package of the PlayStation 4 is a really great deal. I just That's something that opened my eyes and you're seeing a lot of retailers going ahead and pushing that out there as a door buster out there as a major piece of their Christmas shopping. So it tells me out there that Sony still has one more good holiday left in this PlayStation 4. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. This might be the last time we see these on Black Friday sales. But so. bundling with Spider-Man was a was a very, very good move by Sony. 
Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It's a, it's definitely a great movie because there there honestly has not been a lot of great bundles that have come out recently. You know that you have your typical Call of Duty bundles and stuff like that, but there has not been a lot of great bundles. They had a, a, a couple exclusive God of War bundles, but those weren't on sale for very long. But that would have been another good one to put on sale on Black Friday too. But yes, so if, if I were to bundle something with a PlayStation, it'd be God of War, Spider-Man, or of course, you know, the, the typical Call of Duty. Those would be three bundles that people might be interested in. So good for them. But there's also a great bundle for Nintendo Switch I knew they were going to go ahead and bundle something at some point in time, but I did not expect Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That's going to be bundled that you're seeing all over the retail outlets. That is a $59.99 value game. That is the second all-time bestseller for the Nintendo Switch. That is going to be bundled with the actual unit itself this Black Friday. That is a great deal at $2.99, so I'm not going to argue with that as well. Yeah, it's good. If you're in the market for something like that, it's definitely worth checking out. But again, like the game selection is pretty great this year. That's true. And there's going to be a lot of great deals for that. Check out also as well, a lot of the EA games of recent note. They're going to be sold right around the $30 mark at major retailers like Walmart, Best Buy, and Target. You also want to go ahead and check out for great deals on video games at $15-$20. $30 like I was talking about and $35 price points. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, I've seen that on sale at various outlets as low as $40, so keep your eyes out on that if you really want to pick up Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So there's a lot of signs that there's a good deals out there, but there's another area that I think people that are, are like us that that want to go ahead and get all the gadgets and get all the things that are out there. We talked about DVDs. We've talked about video games, console systems, TVs, but also sound systems. And I know I'm still from the old school when it comes to buying a complete large surround sound system. And I did that for my front room a long time ago. Still works great today from Sony. There's still some great deals now because people are liking in this, I guess, millennial age, just the sound bar experience and they're okay with that and i understand whether it's for budgetary reasons or just for convenience reasons if you're going to take a look at some sound bars and i know they're being sold all over the place when it comes to target walmart best buy all over the place i think the one you got to look at is at 169.99 it's 70 dollars off it's by samsung and you want to go ahead and look at that one. And the reason why is because it has something that a lot of other sound bars don't. And that is the capability. And it comes with wireless rear speakers. So for $169.99, it's normally $240. You want to go ahead and take a look at it. It's at Walmart. It's coming up on sale very soon. It's at $169.99. In fact, I'm looking at it for my office here. And I just can't wait to go ahead and, and test it out if I'm able to be fortunate enough to go ahead and get that soundbar. But I'm going to be bringing on an audio expert here in the coming days. We're going to go ahead and talk over the importance of soundbars and that for budgetary reasons or higher end soundbars at that. I know I'm going to be able to see and hear a lot more when it comes to CES. But coming from someone like yourself, man, how much does a good sound experience, whether it comes from a sound bar or a full surround system experience, how much does that accentuate your movie and your game playing? It does quite a bit. You know, having experience working, you know, like I said earlier, working in Best Buy and stocking speakers in their Magnolia section, stuff like that. 
you don't really realize how important sound is until you experience good sound. So like for the person who just, you know, kind of plays on their own TV or whatever, it's kind of like you play a game on your computer, but then you actually build your own computer and play a game on it. You don't really realize what you've been missing out on. So that's kind of an interesting concept. The LED TVs, most of them only have one speaker on it. A lot of people don't realize that in certain movies and games output sound at different levels. So you have to use the options now to amplify the sound or whatever you want to do. But yeah, a decent sound bar and a, or a good surround sound system. Even if, heck, you just want two tower speakers, like it can really change the game. And I know they get a little pricey, but I think if you're really into your home entertainment, the extra money you can drop on it is, is completely worth it. Be it Martin Logan's or like a, a Samsung soundbar, you know, it's just, there's a lot of great options out there that can really up the ante when it comes to sound. And especially when you're watching movies, like you don't want to watch a disaster flick on like a single speaker. You want to be immersed in it. And so it totally does change the game you know and I'm, I'm guilty of not owning one but i would like to buy one eventually so maybe on black friday i'll go check it out you're listening to the pop culture cosmos if you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games we can help retro city games in henderson nevada only five minutes from the las vegas strip has all your favorite gaming staples classics and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. I will also say before we head on out, there's some great things to look forward to when it comes to Black Friday. Check out the sales. Check out what we think as well at popculturecosmos.com. But any one of the Black Friday sites that are out there, you want to check the ads because there's some great deals on headphones and also earbuds. If you're someone that goes ahead and is very active, you're on the go, you like to do running, you like to go ahead to the gym, exercise a lot, you need a second pair, you need a new pair of earphones, earbuds, headphones. You know, there's a lot of talk about Beats and, and some other major manufacturers of headphones and earbuds that are going on sale at all the major outlets, including, like I said before, Best Buy, Target, Walmart. They all have ads on whether you're looking for a middle land that are about $30, $40 off that are in the 50s to even a little bit higher priced as far as quality is concerned. There's a lot of good headphones and earbuds that are going on sale, wireless, Bluetooth, or wired, your choice. They're all going on sale. At this point in time, I love going ahead and being on a wireless experience when I'm working out or I'm going out there and I'm just bandying about doing whatever I need to do. I love the wireless experience of either earbuds or headphones. And you're definitely going to be able to find deals on that. I'm looking through already and I've seen several at both Walmart, Target, and Best Buy. I've seen several ads for those type of paraphernalia. So you want to look out for that. Also, you want to take a look out for laptops. I know it's a major time of the year for computers and laptops. While you're not going to see much in the way of desktops as far as ones that are out there, unless they're really high-end, a couple now and then you'll see some discounts on when it comes to Fry's Electronics, when it comes to Dell and whatnot, you'll see a little bit of desktop action. For the most part on Black Friday, you're seeing some major deals on laptops trying to be pushed out. 
But I will tell you now, whether it's Walmart, Lenovo, Best Buy, Target, Dell, wherever you go to, you're going to have an issue unless you go there early. You've got to get early to get the best deals because many of them are starting for just $99 on up. Yes, I know the $99 ones are usually not very good and not very powerful, but in the sea of $99 laptops and $199 laptops and tablets, there's also some good deals going on at Fry's, Best Buy, computer specialty retailers that are focusing also as well on two to 300 price drops, including ones like Costco and Sam's Club as well. Check out their deals that they've got going on there for Black Friday because you'll see some major price drops on middle of the road, above average to very good laptops as well. Even high-end gaming laptops at Best Buy, Costco, and Sam's Club, you're going to see reduced, especially on sale, four, five, six hundred $600. So definitely take a look at laptops and tablets being at a major price reduction this Black Friday. Yeah, someone was actually asking me today about what laptop I would recommend because they wanted to go shopping on Black Friday. So there's a lot of a lot of good stuff out there. You you really got to watch what's in the computer though because a lot of people will be like, "Oh, a $200 laptop and you know it has a bad processor and it's just something they're trying to get rid of, very little hard drive space." So a computer is not like a TV or a soundbar or a DVD or video game. It's not something you want to just go and pick up just because it's there. Like you really got to do your research on these before you start, you know, diving into the whole shopping process. So that's definitely something I would recommend to anybody currently in the market for something like that. Any thoughts on the way out, my friend, because Black Friday is around the corner. No, I think we covered it all. I, I, you know, I'm going to buy Crash Bandicoot, but yeah, this is the time of year to buy video games. If you're looking to stock your back catalog, this is definitely the day to do it. And the great thing about it is that you can shop from home. You know, you don't have to go to the store. You don't have to wait in line anymore, though some people still will because, you know, we're a generation of we want it now. But yeah, you can shop online. You have, have your Thanksgiving dinner. Walk over to your computer, order a couple things, go back and enjoy dessert with the family. It is going to be a great time to shop. Also take a look, like I said, at our popculturecosmos.com website. So we're going to be able to show off the latest and greatest deals that we think you should look out for this Black Friday season. What are your thoughts out there on Black Friday? Have you got any great deals that we're not aware of? Because we cannot catch them all. We're trying to, we're doing some investigating, we're looking up hard and we're looking up strong, but we might not be able to catch everything. Have you found a deal that you want to share to our listeners and our followers out there? Let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Also as well, PopCultureCosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook and Twitter as well. So it's going to be a great week, my friend. Got Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. You've got Crimes of Grindelwald ongoing. And I know you also wanted to check out another movie. Yes, Robin Hood is out this week as well. So I, I do want to go see that. I think next week is going to be the most movies I am probably have will have seen all year after seeing Robin Hood and Fantastic Beasts. So we'll, we'll chat about those on a later date. Well, I'm still mad at Taron Edgerton for letting everyone know out there that Exy's not going to be making too much of an appearance in Kingsman 3. But he did say it's not because he wanted that. You know, that's just the way Matthew Vaughn wrote that script. But there will be more Eggsy in a future entry down the line. So I don't know what that means. A lot of interesting things going on at Fox. As I saw that they've been chatting about a final piece of the Alien prequel series. So 
who knows, man? Who knows at this point? Anything's possible, I guess. One last thing, my friend, before we head on out. To everyone out there and to you, my friend, a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Amen. Enjoy that turkey. Spend some time with your family. Put down the controllers for a few minutes. Go to the table. And if they do that thing where they ask you to tell us what you're grateful for, even if you have to make some things up, you can say you're grateful for the pop culture cosmos. We won't mind. But take some time, you know, enjoy the important things in life. And then you can jump back into Assassin's Creed and, you know, kill some Templars and cultists and stuff. So do it. Or go to battle out there on Black Friday. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And happy Thanksgiving. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. Did you know the ESO Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always. But you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign up for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to ESOPodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.